Hello and welcome to the Sheeple News Podcast, episode 9. And today is the 21st of February, 2022. So we're going to start off here today with the news about the current situation in Ukraine. This is from a News Wars article here, where it says that the Ukraine estimates probability of major escalation with Russia as low. And this is what the Defence Minister has said. So what he said here is that our intelligence sees every move that could pose a potential threat to Ukraine. We estimate the probability of a large-scale escalation as low. Um, he also said that Russia has amassed some 149,000 troops around Ukraine, and another several thousand were expected to arrive in the near future. So Russia's military buildup has raised Western fears that it will invade Ukraine, and Moscow denies any such plan. And you see, they're really pushing this narrative uh, in the mainstream media that war with Russia, which would be insane. Uh, especially now that China has uh, publicly backed Russia uh, in this situation here. And there's no reason for the West to be messing about in that part of the world in Ukraine. There's only one reason. It's to do with the energy there, the gas. There's gas pipelines. There's a lot of natural resources there. Um, but, you know, what Putin's doing is not right. I'm trying to take that bit of Ukraine, even though... That eastern slither of Ukraine has a large population of ethnically Russian Ukrainians. Um, but Putin's smart and he, he's not going to do that. He's not going to invade. Um, but I mean, this is the world under uh, the fake President Biden. Um, this never would have happened with uh, Trump. President Trump would never have uh, allowed it to escalate in this manner, uh, that's for sure anyway. Uh, but people didn't want any mean tweets. There's no mean tweets now. So uh, you, you do got to look forward to maybe a war, World War Three. We hope it doesn't happen, but you never know with Biden there. Uh, I mean, these countries, they're bypassing Biden. There's, uh, you know, that usually they'd all listen and follow what the US is doing but now it seems to be one country speaking to Russia and other ones speaking to them and it's not happening really in unison with the rest of NATO it seems to be they're all doing whatever they want to do with Russia so and you see Germany doesn't want to get involved because of the gas pipelines coming from Russia they don't want that to be cut off so it's a it's a big mess already that's, that's all I'm going to say. It's a big mess already. But, you know, we hope nothing bad comes from this. Because um, it could escalate other parts of the world with Taiwan and China. There's rumours that China will invade Taiwan after the Olympics. The Olympics finished, was it yesterday? So, I mean, now it's worrying that what they might do, China. They've already been antagonizing Taiwan for a long time, flying their war jets over the island. And it's not going to be easy for China to 
to regain Taiwan, as people might think. It's going to be very tricky. Taiwan has got um, bunkers there, in, uh, military bunkers around the island. And they've got um, military bases literally inside the mountains. They have jets inside there. And they've got uh, a lot of uh, big technology there. Uh, they've got a decent air force, navy, and yeah, you know, to get from China, mainland China, Taiwan, and that to traverse that bit of water is not easy. It can get really rough there. And I I read that there's only two times a year they can do that passage. So I mean, to launch a, a scale, a large scale invasion of Taiwan. It's not going to be, uh, you know, a piece of cake. That will be difficult. Will be very difficult. Okay, so our next story here is from the great Paul Joseph Watson. He says that prominent lockdown advocate admits he got it wrong. He says there was never any form of analysis of the harms caused by lockdown. Goes on to say, a prominent lockdown advocate who advised the UK government admits in a new book he got it wrong and that there was never any proper consideration of the devastation caused by lockdowns. Well, we told you so. <laughs> Professor Mark Woolhouse is a member of SPIM, the modelling group of SAGE on SAGE, the group that advises the British government on lockdown measures. SAGE has become notorious for consistently predicting doomsday COVID scenarios that never even come close to passing, such as last year's warning that Omicron could cause 6,000 deaths in the UK without harsher restrictions. Just as SAGE got it spectacularly wrong early in the summer, without substantially harsher restrictions being imposed, Omicron caused nowhere near that level of fatalities. So he says in a new book, he says it expresses regret at Sage's involvement in pushing lockdown measures that cause huge devastation, yet only serve to delay the spread of the virus. He says we knew from February 2020, never mind March, that the lockdown would not solve the problem. It would simply delay it, said Walhouse, adding that no one in government appeared to recognise the failing of that strategy. That the early global response to the pandemic was woefully inadequate, says Walhouse, adding that the WHO praising China for its draconian zero-COVID approach set the scene for similar disasters across the world. Walhouse was asked why governments set about imposing such brutal restrictions with seemingly no regret for their consequences. He said there was never at any stage, even by following year, by the following year, any form of analysis of the harms caused by lockdowns. Were they even considered? I haven't seen any evidence that they were, and that is very, very troubling. As early as April 2020, Sage was sent information confirming that lockdowns would cost three times more years than the disease itself but there was virtually no consideration of the fact that those over 70 had at least 10,000 times the risk of dying as those under 15 years old. At the government 
then lied to the public in claiming that the virus doesn't discriminate, despite this being manifestly untrue. I heard, said the official argument, characterised as everyone died, but at least no one was saved unfairly. Adding, BBC News backed up the misperception by regularly reporting rare tragedies involving low-risk individuals as if they were the norm. While those who were correctly warned that lockdowns would cause devastation were demonised, smeared, cancelled and deplatformed. What if any punishment will lockdown advocates who got everything wrong face? Well, nothing really. So let's have a look at this article then a little bit closely here. Okay. They're saying that early February 2020, they knew that the lockdown wouldn't solve the problem, but it would delay it. But he's saying that adding that no one in government appeared to recognise the failing of that strategy. Yeah, they wanted to scare people. That's what they wanted to do. They kept scaring people. And look, the devastation it's caused, the uh, lockdown. It didn't work, did it? It was rubbish. You see, in other countries, Sweden, they never had a lockdown, and it, it didn't. It, it didn't cause bodies to pile up, like they were saying. I said this from the start, that this this is overhyped. They're scaremongering people, and, and it worked. It's, people love watching mainstream media. It's like a, a guilty habit. They, they watch it, and they, they want to get more and more uh, misinformation from mainstream media. It's like a drug. They want to feel scared. So they go on there, and they show on, on BBC, for example, a rare case of someone who died. They didn't have a pre-existing health condition. But you look at most of the reports on there, it was old people, really fat people that were in these hospitals, you know, struggling and then dying from this virus. But how many people actually died just from COVID, though? I was looking at a stat the other day. It was about 6,000 in the UK, not 150,000. Those people, 150,000 that died, they had... Um, they died within 28 days of getting a positive COVID test, and they had one or more comorbidities. They so add those two, of course, the numbers are going to be higher. You can have someone ha someone in a car crash test positive for COVID and dies. Someone who has cancer, terminal cancer, test positive for COVID and dies. All these cases they go down as COVID deaths. So no wonder people see the you know relatively high number of deaths, but when you look compared to that actual population, it's still very very low. But people don't do this; they don't know. Many people thought millions and millions of people died from this virus. They exaggerated it like ten times more than the actual deaths. So it shows you the propaganda and brainwashing worked a treat. It says there was never any stage, even by the following year, any forms of analysis of the harms caused by lockdowns. But they caused so many lockdowns. Look at the kids now, they have speech problems because they're wearing masks. They have mental problems now. So you wait 10 years' time, especially in the US, there's going to be a massive amount of school shootings, way more than the last 20 years. Because they're 
kids are going to go crazy. They've had that part of their their childhood stunted and destroyed. It's going to be really, really worrying. Uh, and he says he also that the government lied to the public saying that the virus doesn't discriminate. It does. Because uh, kids and young people very low risk of dying from this virus. And even old people, they got a high risk, but still relatively low. I think it's something like 96% um, survival rate there. And if you're a kid, it's like 99, 9.9% there. This is what we've been saying, well, to people that aren't in the mainstream media, the alternative media, the free media. We said this from day one, or from the beginning at least, that these lockdowns aren't going to solve the problem. But, you know... People want to believe what they want to believe. Okay, so our next story here is about President Trump. He's uh, launched his social media network, which is uh, Truth Social, being touted as a space for freedom of speech. There's a, a former U.S. President Donald Trump's social media network launched for a wide array array of users on Monday. Truth Social's welcoming its first users via the App Store and ex- expected to be fully operational in the country by the end of March. Apple users were able to pre-subscribe while it remained closed in beta. Though the platform is similar to Twitter in functionality, but it's promoted as uh, deferring from its competitors by being a social media platform that is free from political discrimination. Says that Trump was infamously kicked off major sites such as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube last year for allegedly inciting the January 6th riot on Capitol Hill, a mostly peaceful protest. Uh, Truth Social updated to version 1.0 and later 1.0.1 after bug fixes, but on Monday, uh, keeping with the schedule that was announced last Friday by its chief product officer who goes by Billy B. Uh, Speaking to Fox News on Sunday, former U.S. Representative David Nunes, who heads the venture behind Truth Social, uh, said the service would be rolled out on Apple devices this week. He says, our goal is, I think we're going to hit it. I think by the end of March, we're going to be fully operational, at least within the U.S., Noon's promised to value uh, its customers, adding that the approach would be the opposite of some Silicon Valley tech oligarch freak telling people what to think and deciding who can and cannot be on the platform. Uh, Trump's site will have to compete with services such as Getter, Parler, which are likewise offering fewer restrictions on speech and are targeting conservatives who feel unwelcome on mainstream sites. After the launch, people began checking up on familiar conservative faces on the site and sharing tips on how to spread the news, expecting a meltdown from their liberal opponents. There is a tweet here from the great Mark Dice. He says, I've been a beta tester for Trump's Truth Social app. Follow me there once it rolls out on the Apple App Store tomorrow. The media is going to melt down first thing Monday morning. And he uh, posted there, 
uh, on Truth Social. He said CNN is going to have some interns join Truth tomorrow to see what's going on. But until then, imagine how pissed they are that they can't see what they what we're saying right now or who's already joined. Said Twitter hack turning off replies forces the haters to quote tweet what you said instead of being able to just reply to it in the thread. That's bringing your message to an even wider audience, all their followers. Now you know, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how popular this will be, but I predict it's going to be very popular. I mean, it, the right, we've come up with so many different platforms, and none of them really seem to stick. And they get somewhat popular, but they haven't really exploded in popularity. You had Parler and that went really downhill. You have Gab that is is good but it's not that popular and then now we got Getter. It's pretty popular but I wouldn't say it's you know the next best thing. It's it's okay. There's a reason why Trump's not in, not on any of those, you know. He he he's smart. He knows that if he's on this platform that he's, you know, helped create. There's so many people going to go on there, you know, even leftoids, weird Twitter people, you know, they're obsessed with Trump. They got Trump derangement syndrome. They want to, they want to see what he says. They, they just love to hate him. So wherever he goes, they're going to go on and boom, the money's going to pile up. He's going to get more money for his campaign. So he's very smart, you know, very smart guy. Our next news story is Joe Biden cancels trip home to Delaware, agrees to meet again with Putin if he does not invade Ukraine. So it says President Joe Biden cancelled last minute plans on Sunday to return home to Delaware as negotiations with Russian leader Vladimir Putin continue. So around 2.30 p.m. Sunday afternoon, the White House announced that Biden would leave in the evening to return to his home in Delaware for President's Day. Even though officials said Friday the president would remain at the White House for the weekend. But Biden appeared anxious to return home, but roughly an hour later his plans were cancelled. A White House official told reporters a family-related issue prompted the brief schedule change but that the president would remain in Washington, D.C., as originally planned. The White House announced later Sunday evening that Biden had agreed to meet with Putin as long as he does not invade Ukraine. There's a President Biden accepted in principle a meeting with President Putin following that engagement again if an invasion hasn't happened. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said in a statement to reporters expressing hope that diplomatic effort could keep Russia from invading. So on Friday, Biden said he was convinced that Putin had made a decision to invade Ukraine within days. But Psaki, White House's statement indicated some ambiguity on the decision and the timing. We are also ready to impose swift and severe consequences should Russia instead choose war. That's what she wrote. And currently, Russia appears to be to be continuing preparations for a full-scale assault on Ukraine very soon. 
So after meeting with world leaders in Munich, Vice President Kamala Harris voiced her concerns about a likely war in Europe, threatening Putin and Russia with sanctions if they invade Ukraine. I mean, listen guys, we're talking about the potential for war in Europe, she told reporters on Sunday. I mean, let's really take a moment to understand the significance of what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I mean, is Putin going to listen to anything Biden says? Was mumbling on about his hairy legs. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I mean, what does um, what does Biden really know about um, diplomacy here? Um, I don't think he knows that much. Um, I mean, his brain's not there. I mean, he's got Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease. He probably has as well. I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing. So, are we going to listen to what Biden has to say about this and really think he's, you know, he knows what he's doing, knows what he's saying? No, I don't. I don't think so. They've been saying that Russia's going to invade Ukraine for weeks now, and nothing happened. You know, they're trying to push a false flag here. The U.S try to get them into war. It's always the same thing. Uh, I mean, what do we have to do with what's happening in Ukraine? Nothing. Uh, why? Why does like the US and the UK, why do they have to go and, and help them out anyway? People saying, oh, Russia's going to invade Ukraine and invade other countries. Well, they took Crimea, and look, nothing happened after that. And we have no reason to get involved there. I mean, you got Putin's right, though. He doesn't want NATO, doesn't want Ukraine to be part of NATO. Just imagine if something similar happened to the US. Well, it did years ago with Russia trying to put missiles there in Cuba. It's a similar thing. You know, back then JFK said, no, you're not doing that, leave, or else, you know, and they did. They listened, they got missiles out. It doesn't make sense for Putin to have his closest neighbour there, and one with big historical cultural ties, which is Ukraine, to be part of NATO. That's just going to, you know, send a message to Russia that NATO wants, you know, wants to be... They're right on their doorstep and they want to fight them. It shows, you know, NATO's aggression there. So, I have to say that, you know, anyone that supports this war, I mean, go ahead, join the army. All these people that voted for Biden, yeah, you want war? Go ahead, join, join the army and go fight. That's what I say. You're the ones that used to be against war, but now you want it. So, go ahead and join. Our next story is about the COVID-19 vaccine. It says a fourth COVID-19 shot may be on the horizon for Americans, likely this fall, or autumn as we say in the UK. So the possibility of a fourth COVID-19 shot for the general public is being weighed by the US Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA and the CDC. So Pfizer began testing the efficacy of a fourth dose in January. Israel and Sweden have already recommended four doses of the COVID vaccine for vulnerable individuals. The FDA spokesperson, Alison Hunt, 
wrote in an email that the FDA is indeed continually looking at the emerging data on the pandemic and the variants in the US and overseas in order to evaluate the potential utility and composition of booster doses. So it says as more data became become available about the safety and effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccines, including the use of booster dose, we will continue to evaluate the rapidly changing science and keep the public informed. So she added, any determination that additional booster doses are needed will be based on data available to the agency. According to a study published by the CDC, the effectiveness of the booster on the Omicron variant was 91% against hospitalizations in the two months following the third dose. However, that number fell to 78% by the fourth month. So if the FDA does authorize a fourth booster dose, will it be up to the CDC to recommend who is available to first and how the rollout will proceed? The current COVID trends suggest that boosters and vaccinations are effective in limiting the severity of spikes and maintaining an overall downward trajectory of the virus in the US, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Fauci said that the need for a fourth dose of the Pfizer-BioNTech or the Moderna mRNA vaccine or a third dose of the Johnson Johnson vaccine is being monitored in real time. The CDC has yet to make a recommendation for a fourth dose, but the individuals who are immunocompromised can opt for a fourth dose. So, I mean, they're trying to spin this out. All these vaccines is a real good moneymaker for the companies like Pfizer and Moderna. So, I mean, you got to get, what is this, like the flu shot every year. you got to get a vaccine. Makes you wonder, really. Is this a flu, COVID? Where's the flu gone? That's what I say. Everyone said, oh, wear a mask and they can't get the flu. Uh, you know, it's more transmissible, transmissible COVID. That's why people aren't getting the flu. But now we have, uh, you know, Omicron and, and everything else now. And they're saying that's like a flu. And that's very transmissible. So it's like a flu or a cold. Maybe that is the cold then. It always has been. That does make you wonder. This is a, a big money-making scam. Could be. And I mean, how many more vaccines people have to get now to be, you know, supposedly safe? Was it 10, 20? <laughs> people keep believing this. Oh, we're going to take more vaccines. Oh, it's going to be so good for me. I haven't taken any of these clot shots. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want my heart to get bigger and bigger, explodes. I mean, I want to know what I put in my body, and that's my choice. So if I want to put something good in, I can put it good in, and I have the destiny over my own body, not someone else. So if I if I get this vaccine, die from it, and then what? Well, oh well. Nothing. Nothing happens. No one goes to jail, no, you know, no one's arrested for it, nothing happens. Anyone that gets any bad side effects, you can't sue the government, no? These vaccine companies, they sell the vaccines onto the government, and then the government uses it on the people. So they're, you know, there's no liability there for them. 
it's the smart way of doing it. If they're not doing it directly to the people, they can't be sued. If someone, you know, if there's bad side effects, it doesn't matter to them. They're fine. You can go sue the government, see how that works for you. Good luck. But young people, anyone like under the age of 30 that's, uh, you know, relatively healthy, you don't need this vaccine, just like you didn't need a flu vaccine either. If you want to get it, go ahead and get it. It shouldn't be forced, though, on people. But look at what's happening now with the football players in the Premier League and, and also the Premier League matches with people always collapsing, even in sports. Sports events, there's so many people collapsing now every week. Watch any anything. I mean, I watch a lot of snooker. Even then, there's people collapsing yeah, almost every match there. That didn't happen before. Don't tell me that happened before. It didn't happen before. Footballers rarely collapsed and, and even died from a heart attack. There's been, uh, I can count on one hand, the amount of heart attacks and people falling, having cardi cardiac arrest. Footballers, when they're playing football, and this has happened. Now, it's every week. The other day, Leicester's James Madison collapsed. He fell down because his heart, his chest was hurting and that. This is not normal. Right. And it, this is getting swept under the rug. And people don't want to say what's going on. You say, oh, it's a coincidence. It's not because of the vaccine. Yeah, but how come this didn't happen before then? You say, oh, it's COVID does that as well to your heart. Yeah. But how come after the lockdown, when they came back, they didn't have a vaccine they were playing? No one had this problem. It's only after the rollout when they were... They, they were persuading and sometimes forcing these Premier League players to take vaccines and the Football League as well. Oh, you got to take a vaccine or, or you know, we're not going to let you play here. You have to go, you have to take a vaccine or else. So a lot of them take it, you know, people forced to take a vaccine for their job. They say, oh, the vaccine, it's not, it's not mandatory. But if you don't take it, you can't go to a cafe, you can't go to a restaurant, you can't go to the cinema, you can't go to the gym, you can't have a job, you can't go here, you can't go there. Well, it's not mandatory. But luckily this is starting to push back now. This all started in the UK with the, the big big scandal with Boris Johnson about his big parties. Remember, he got caught out, so he couldn't He's calling for lockdowns back then, and they weren't doing it themselves. They were hanging out with people from different homes, mixing all together, getting drunk. So to save his face, he decided to ease all the restrictions. And now, basically, the UK is pretty much back to normal. Um, that's ready to save his job as well. But that also had an effect the rest of the world. We can see that with the truckers now. I think they got inspired by that because they saw the UK is coming out of it, so they want to come out of it as well. And that protest has caused a lot of their provinces uh, to, to, you know, pull back on the restrictions. So it's just, though, now Trudeau, what he's done is disgusting, though, those protesters. I mean, all they wanted to do was talk to him and about... Covid and everything, and he doesn't want to engage in dialogue because he's a little wimp dictator wannabe. 
And now they've got police bashing old women and horses there, kicking people. It's very bad, very bad on Canada, a country that has, you know, uh, an image of being very polite, very uh, nice people. But, you know, this is government. Government's not a reflection of the people. There's many bad governments. All governments really are bad around the world. Some are worse than others. But we got to hope now that we're going to come out of this. But I think there'll be something in the horizon. They'll probably release a virus that's even worse than COVID. Let's hope not, though. Let's hope not. So we're going to go on to the next and final story here. We have Bill Gates, who is very sad that Omicron has done a better job than the vaccine. This is a guy, he pushes the vaccines. For some reason, he, he thinks he's an expert on, on uh, vaccines and health, medicine. I thought he was involved with, with computers, but, you know, what do I know? I'm pretty sure he, he's the CEO of Microsoft, not uh, a doctor. <laughs> but he's very upset, though, that Omicron's done a better job than the vaccines. Because the COVID variant provided huge natural immunity because it was so transmissible and it was very mild. It was like you had a flu, a little little man flu. I probably had it, I didn't even know it. I probably had COVID two or three times, I don't know. Because this is the thing, COVID is a virus that's so, 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 so deadly. It's so deadly. Yeah. It's so deadly, you need to get tested to see if you have it. That's how you know how deadly it is. Uh, it says, during an event at Munich Security Conference, Bill Gates said that sadly, Omicron is a type of vaccine and has done a better job getting out to the world population than we have with vaccines. He was the one that said that we got to lower the global population. And he said that vaccines are an important way of doing that so a bit strange that there's sadly the virus itself particularly the variant called omicron is a type of vaccine that is it creates both b-cell and t-cell immunity and it's done a better job getting out to the world population than we have with vaccines gates lamented the billionaire went on to point out that 80 percent of africans have either been vaccinated or infected with one or one of the variants with the minority having been vaccinated that means the chance of severe disease, which is mainly associated with being elderly and having obesity or diabetes, those risks are now dramatically reduced because of that infection exposure, said Gates. Uh, he said, however, despite seemingly good news, Gates still expressed regret, regret that it is highlighted the vaccine rollout not being as successful as it could have been. It's sad that we didn't do a great job on the therapeutics. Only two years in, we have a good therapeutic vaccines. Have took us two years to be in oversupply. Today there are more vaccines than there is demand for vaccines, he said. While obviously uh, Gates is referring to the slow rollout of the vaccines to countries in Africa and elsewhere, those who have made vast profits from vaccines and regular boosters are also likely to be sad that Omicron has provided massive natural immunity. And uh, that includes companies like Pfizer, who, as FDA executive officer Christopher Cole recently admitted, have a money incentive to promote additional vaccinations. Yeah, this is from the Project Veritas video. You can just check that out on YouTube. That's a very good video. 
project Veritas. Um, it said previous studies have shown that being infected with COVID provides far superior natural immunity than the vaccine itself. The Times of Israel previously reported on how natural immunity provided Israelis with a longer-lasting Delta defense than vaccine. The variant was 27 times more likely to break through Pfizer protection from January, February and cause symptoms that it was to penetrate natural immunity from the same period, reported the newspaper. Also, I saw the other day here Gates saying, um, you know, oh, we have to wear masks, you know, you nothing uh, unusual with that, keep on wearing masks, you know, because, uh, you know, you don't go outside without your pants on, you know, trousers, we say. I mean, yeah, I didn't have to wear a mask, though, before this pandemic came in. I was fine with that. I, you know, I lived like 26, 25, 26 years of my life without wearing a stupid mask everywhere. And I did just fine. And everyone else did as well. And I don't want to wear a mask for the rest of my life when I go out somewhere. It's stupid. Yeah. Uh, people equating wearing a mask, wearing clothes and that. That's stupid. Uh, we never had to wear masks before. We have to wear them now. So no, all you people listening, you wear masks outside and that still now, and you shouldn't anyway before, but you're doing it now when this is coming to an end. You deserve to be publicly humiliated, all right? I want, I want here, and I'm not calling for violence, but I'm calling anyone, if you see someone walking on the street, just laugh at them, point at them and laugh at them. That's what I do. I just laugh, stare at them. We've got to do that. This is the only way for them to wake up. Right. We have to be forced to wear a mask and go into places. So you've got to be forced to be humiliated. All right? To laugh, you laugh at people and say no. You know? Just stop it now. Get, get on with life. We've got to move forward now. And it, I see young people wearing it. If you're old... You know, leave old people alone. If they want to wear it, that's okay, all right? But, yeah. If you see someone young wearing it, just laugh at them. That's what I say. Anyway, on that note, we're going to finish the podcast. I'll see you again soon. We should have another episode uh, on Saturday. So keep an eye out for that. Take care, and thank you very much for listening to the Sheeple News Podcast.